It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. show and this goes right on until 11 o'clock leo laporte uh neil saavedra from two to five mo kelly tonight six to eight and then it is brian suits uh we have someone new i haven't worked with before claudette stefanian we have not worked yet together have we uh yes we have wow i forgot completely all right claudette yes that's true i keep on doing that to you claudette how many times have i actually said gee who are you we haven't worked together yet Twice. Only twice. Do I look familiar at all? No. Morgan, how many times before I uh, actually recognized you? Oh, and knew who I was in Uh the hallway? Yeah. You know, I'm still not sure if you know exactly who I am. Okay. So, Claudette, we still have a ways to go. Yeah, it's funny. I've I've met your family. We have pictures. I I used to sit in your office every day. This This is upsetting, Bill. No, it shouldn't be. There are people that have worked for me for, and I'm not exaggerating now, this is a God's honest truth, eight years. And uh, so I'll go down the hall and isn't my office. I go, hey, who are you? Goes, uh, oh, my name is. I go, how long have you been here? Eight years. And then you laugh at them? No, I just go, you know, go on. And, and there's always, when any, anybody ever comes, it's always the new girl. When it's the girl, that's all I have. I'm <laughs> surrounded by women my entire life. Hey. My executive producer, my partner, uh, it's uh, my family. I, I've, it's been 30 years since there, I've walked into a place where the toilet seat was up. I mean, it's just so depressing. And uh, it's so literally, you're the new girl. And I say, does Bill ever call you anything else? Yeah, when there's someone new comes in after you. Right. You'll have then to that's wait, the Claudette. new. Then yeah. that's the new girl. Yeah. So, Claudette, you're the new girl right now, okay? Deal. Deal. Okay, there we go. All right. Let's just move on. You think? Uh, 800 520 1534. 800-520-1534 is the phone number to call. And here's the way it works. Uh, as I've told you, I don't know how many uh, thousands of times you call. First thing up at the top of the hour, you get phone calls through. Uh, if you wait and it'll ring busy a little later on, it could be an hour and a half. And then there are times when uh, I just hang up on everybody and the lines are open again. And I say, hey, the lines are open again. So uh, right now the lines are open, obviously. 800-520-1534. Now, this is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice where I tell you you have uh, absolutely no case. If uh, you remember, and uh, this was, uh, I think it was a couple years ago, maybe last year, when uh, the New Zealand mosque, uh, two New Zealand mosques were shot up uh, by this uh, young, now 29-year-old Australian, Brenton Harrison, uh, Brenton Harrison, uh, Tarrant. And he went in with the automatic uh, weapon, and it was uh, he, it was just the most horrific thing because 
uh, he actually videoed it in real time and it was being transmitted in real time all over the world. Um, what he did is naturally he was tried. And there's a couple things I want to point out about uh, New Zealand law. First of all, uh, New Zealand, like most countries in the world, uh, does not have the death penalty. The death penalty, for the most part, has been abolished throughout the world. There are a few countries uh, that do have it. South Africa, I still think. No, and I think they got rid of it, too, uh, after Nelson Mandela became president. But uh, the uh, certainly some of the Mideastern countries uh, have the death penalty, but really interestingly well done. Uh, decapitation, that sort of thing. If you're going to have the death penalty, make it as entertaining as you can. Heads rolling down the the, the block, you know, that's, that's the way to do it. Uh, so... New Zealand is one of those Commonwealth countries uh, that for many, many years has not had the death penalty. Uh, So uh, that's number one. And uh, he was, because of the uh, horrendousness of the crime, he was given the maximum, which is life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. And are you ready for this? That's the first time New Zealand has ever imposed LWOP, life imprisonment without possibility of parole. Is that astounding? Anyway, the judge, I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, the number of people that were killed uh, just is brutal, just brutal. And so, you know, even the judge talks about how uh, your actions were inhumane. You deliberately killed a three-year-old infant by shooting him in the head as he clung to the leg of his father. That's how sick this guy is. 51 people he slaughtered. In those two mosques. All right, let's go ahead and take phone calls, uh, starting with Tim. Uh, good morning, Tim. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, thanks, Bill. Hey, I have a problem with Hyundai Finance. They're holding about $4,034 of my money. And after many, many phone calls, uh, I can't seem to get them to release it. How? Tell me how they're holding it, uh, illegally or uh, wrongly. Okay, it's halfway due to stupidity on my part, and I guess halfway on greed on their part. Um, starting in, I have a lease, and starting in 2019, January 2019, either inadvertently on my part or something, uh, an additional $225 a month was <laughs> being taken out of my, my account. And it just kept on going, and needless to say, I wasn't watching it. And uh, finally, I did watch it, in, uh, in, in, and uh, at that point, and they agreed, and I agreed, that it was $4,034. Okay, all right. I, just, I was just wondering how that happened. All right, so now they're holding on to $4,000 of yours. They're not crediting against uh, your car payments? Well, I, I, uh, that's how I really caught it, because I was leasing a new car, and I said, whoa, wait a second. They're holding some money. Okay, I know, I understand, and, but it's uh, uh, right now you're in the lease where they could just credit it. You're not finished with the lease where you just want four thousand dollars back. Do I have that right? I want. Well, I really, really want the four thousand dollars back. I don't want them holding on to four thousand dollars. No, I understand, oh, but I, I, I get yeah. it. But I, I've had a situation where I've mistake, mistakenly overpaid or send in a double check, and they just, you know, when I didn't know, I sent in the first one, and they just credit it towards the next payment. But they won't even do that, or are you just simply saying send my money back? I just told them, send my, okay. send my and money back. Have they credited you with the payments at all? No. They're just ignoring what you say. Exactly. Huh. How now, many, have, you done this this in, is, have you done this via email? I've done this by phone. I have done this by phone. I have done this by email. Hmm. 
Interesting. And the thing is, and you know, uh, I've I've called them and uh, uh, they've agreed. Yeah, this is this is outstanding. Uh, let me put you on hold. And I'll yeah, I know that. Yeah, you're you're falling through the cracks. Is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, what are you going to do? You going to sue them? Uh, you can try small claims court for your yeah, four thousand dollars. Okay, you'll sue them and you have to fight. I mean, you'll get your money. Uh, you're just going to go through uh, the machinations of a lawsuit. Uh, it'll cost you $150 or whatever to sue. You have the filing fees. You have the marshal's fees. Uh, they'll turn around and write you a check. Then you go, how about my $150 that I spent? They go, no, no, no. We're just paying you the money we owe you. And uh, that it's going to start all over again for that, for the amount of filing fees. Uh, you know, I, I had a question. Yeah. There, I'm, in, I'm in Florida. I'm in southwest Florida. And they're in California. Is, is small claims court to even? Yeah, I think know, it is because even. they do because they do business in Florida. Uh, this is uh, it's, it's a na- yeah, it's a national uh, it's a national leasing company, so it's a finance company. You know, you can sue in Florida, but uh, it's just God. I, I what I would do is just keep on going for it because once you cross that line into legal, now you're talking just a pain. And uh, if you just keep on going uh, as far up the food chain as you can, and just keep on begging and begging and finally you have to roll over and say, okay, these guys aren't going to work with me. It's uh, They have your money. It's right. They're a huge corporation. It's not that they're trying to keep your money, you know, with, with any maliciousness. They just don't care. It's falling through the cracks. You're sitting there in the bureaucracy and you can't get that right person. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. KFI. AM640. More stimulating talk. Oh, 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 oh. Bill Handel here. It is a uh, Saturday morning. Thanks for uh, joining us. This is Handel on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Uh, hello, Barbara. You're up. Welcome to Handel on the Law. Hi. Yes, I've ma'am. I've spoken to you before many times. Yes. I had Supreme Court cases go and be denied to be heard. Uh-huh. Right now, my question is, how do we, descendants of slaves, demand reparations? Yeah. Uh, and where, do, where uh, do we file? Okay, a good question. Uh, I'm assuming you're African-American. Uh, otherwise, you can have a hard time with the reparations, unless you're... 38% black, yeah. Thir- 38%. So you're only going to be entitled to 38% of whatever reparations uh, that are given. You know that, don't you, per individual? So let's say... I don't think so. Yeah, I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's the way it works. If you, if you Let's say it's $100,000 per person, you get $38,000. Or if it's $10 per person. Now, the trick is, where, yeah. do, you, where do you apply? Okay? Yeah. All right, yeah. that's fair. Uh, there is... Uh, the government has established a program... Uh, where uh, they have actually outsourced. So, you know, like HR departments uh, are in companies. There is something akin to that. And I think uh, it's, uh, whatever, the vice president in charge of reparations. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where that number is. Uh, with, there is none. What do you mean there is none? Of course there is. I've never heard of it. Congress did apologize for slavery, but they said okay. there's no reparations due to us. Oh, you know, I missed out. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I God, I could have sworn you could have uh, applied for and gotten reparations uh, by the percentage. Uh, that's the problem. Thirty-eight percent, and she wants more than thirty-eight percent. Being thirty-eight percent African American, how dare she demand uh, full reparations based on her percentage of ethnicity? Oh. 
going to be a good hour, isn't it? Uh, hello, Nick. Welcome, Nick. Hello? Yes. Hello, Bill. Yes. Bill, how are you? I'm right. Nick. What can I do for you, Nick? Okay, Nick. Uh, I am calling because have you heard of something called uh, First Amendment uh, Auditors? No, I've never heard of First Amendment Auditors. News okay. to me. These are some guys, and they go to the business. They have cameras, and they videotape your business with a First Amendment right, which is okay. Right. But they try to instigate you to interact with them, fight with them, and if you interact and fight, they will sue you. Oh, okay. No, I've never heard of that. So uh, what's your question? My question, can somebody videotape from the street to inside of your business or just from the outside? Uh, well, uh, if they're from the street uh, and they can, ins- they can videotape what's going on wherever they want as long as they're on public property. And, yes, they can stand out there and you can videotape. And if you have an open window, if you don't have window coverings, uh, doors are open, yes, they can videotape what's going on inside. The camera can, can see inside. It's yeah. No problem. Yeah, no problem. That's uh, perfectly legal. Okay, just, yeah. a warning, just a warning to your listeners. Okay. If they come across these type of guys, do not interact. Right, not call the police. Fight. Call do the police. Start. Call the police. No, don't call the police. Why not? Don't call the police. Why not? Because they are looking, they are looking for you to call the police, so they can fight with the police the same way. Fine, let them fight with the police. That's nothing to do with you. Why wouldn't you but want them to fight with the police? Then they get arrested. No, the police will never arrest them. If they get wait, if they get into a fu- wait a sec, if they get into a fight with the police, so the police show up and say, "You got to get out of here." Uh, they're acting disruptive because they want to act because uh, they, they want to get in a fight with the police. They will get in a fight with the police, and the police will not arrest them. No, no, no. They know. They know. This is a game for them. They will never. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Okay. Well, I appreciate. Okay, I get it. I appreciate the warning. Uh, First Amendment auditors. uh, Interesting. Never heard of it. Now, I'll tell you what I have heard of, and uh, that's uh, the scamming that's going on out there. There's a new phishing scam out there, uh, masquerading as a billing error alert from Netflix, which pushes people to update their payment details within 24 hours or. Your streaming video subscription is going to be voided. It's a pure scam. And then they give you a link that then directs you, and all of a sudden you're caught up in your identity being stolen. This is why LifeLock is there. Uh, You have to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect every one of our lives every day. We're putting our information out there constantly. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats. Uh, like your social security number for sale uh, on the on the internet, or if you become a, a victim of identity theft straight out, uh, they will help you to restore your identity to fix your problem. Now, no one can prevent all ID theft or monitor every transaction in every business, but LifeLock is real protection. Save up to 25% off your first year. Use the promo code handle 800LifeLock. Promo code handle. Visit LifeLock.com. Promo code handle. This is Handle on the Law. And uh, good morning, Bill Handel. Uh, Welcome back. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice where I tell you you have uh, no case whatsoever. Jim. Yo, Jim. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, sir. Good morning, Bill. Yes, sir. Hey, I got a, I got a First Amendment question for you in regard to the uh, online comment section 
of a local newspaper. We're having a spirited discussion about whether or not people should actually have to register their name, their real name. They could be able to use a fake name still online, but they'd have to actually register with the newspaper so that they would know who the person is who is actually making the online comment. I think it's a good idea that people be held accountable for what they say online. That's my own personal view, but I wanted to know what you thought. My question is, is what are the First Amendment applications? There are none. The on- there are there none. none. So yeah, there are can none. They make rules. Yeah, sorry. It's a newspaper can make rules. A newspaper can say if it's uh, whoever's running the chat or the blog or the comment section says, here are our rules. Uh, we want your real name. Uh, and you can use a fake name if you want once you go on. But we want to know who you are. Thank you very much. You don't like it. Don't go on. Uh, that's it. That's uh, it's like any it's like any anything else. It's uh, you're not you can use any name you want as long as you don't defraud anybody. Uh, you can, uh, for example, uh, the, people don't stop me here from using fake names. For example, let's say I have uh, my real name, William Handel. All right, is my legal name, and uh, I'm frightened that uh, people are going to find out who I am. So I use my fake name that no one knows who I am, Bill Handel. Uh, which is what I'm known as, right? Because I fool everybody that way. Mm-hmm. The point is, uh, the company I work for can say, you know, you don't have your real name. If we don't have your real name and not you're just suited him, you're not working here. Okay, there's no First Amendment issue there. Okay, so as long as it's a private publication, yeah, yeah. First Amendment rights do not apply. Is that what I'm hearing? It's Yeah, there's no First Amendment issue at all. They're not stopping you. It, it, yeah, they it, it don't apply. I, I don't understand where you're mixing it up. By the way, I shouldn't have admitted that uh, my real name is William Handel. Wow. I just think I let it all out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dave. Hello, Dave. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, it's great to be here. Yes, it is. I have a homeowners association question. Yes. And it's a strange situation as they always are. Here's the deal. We have a board who apparently decided to include a... Probably one of the homeowners left a broken down volleyball net at somewhere around the playground, and it just kind of stayed there, you know, almost like a prescriptive easement or one of those things. Anyways, so fast forward to like two years ago, I wasn't, I was here, but I wasn't, didn't go in any of those meetings, so I didn't even know this was happening. Anyway, so all of a sudden I come back and there's a whoopie doo big uh, tennis uh, volleyball court with sand in it from the beach and uh, they went to Boca by the rat, you know, mother of the rat, and got some beach sand, brought it in, put a record uh, regulation net. All hey, that hold stuff. on, you know, this phone thing is, wait, wait, the phone line is sort of going in and out. First of all, I'm assuming you're not on a uh, hands-free, right? I mean, you're uh, you're... No, no, I'm not my regular. That's it. It's on one of those. It's on a transmitter phone, but it's not. It's, okay. Because it's yeah, I, I want it next to your mouth. You, you know, you're not talking. Yeah. About okay. It. All right. Anyway, good. Right. So at any rate, um, so basically what happens is there was another new member that joined that bought in the complex and it, it was a doctor. So I guess they're all impressed. And he wanted to go ahead and have his kids apparently pay for their own tuition. So they'd be amazing volleyball stars. So he got them going, and every you know, and then most of the normal people who came to the meeting said, "No, we don't want this." Da 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 da. da. Um, anyway, so the board voted it in anyways. And here's the deal: I went back and looked into my own docs. I was one of the last homes that closed in the subdivision, and specifically under the recreation area in the brochures, it says 
40 by 40 heated pool, tennis court, basketball, children's playground area, and restroom facilities. That's it. The original developer had no volleyball court there. Right. So the question basically is, they put this thing in. And by the way, of course, the price kept on going. At first it was 5000 It ended up to be $22,500, which is no small fee to change. Nobody in the in – the, they didn't do a vote. And, and it's a new thing, so they're supposed to vote on it. So if we decided to take them to court, do we do they get to pay out of their own pocket okay. if they for some reason yeah. could lose? Okay, hang on a minute. First, let's start with okay. – uh, uh, it didn't take a vote, and you said uh, that uh, they did that arbitrarily. You have to look at the right. C. They, they, Wait a second. You have to look at the. You have to look at the CCNRs. Okay. All right. Under right. the CCNRs, does the board have the authority to either implement new policy or to build a new facility without a general vote? It's in the CCNRs. You have to look because that's, yeah, that's critical. Have to look and see. If the board has that ability, if the board has that ability, uh, then it does. It'd get on the board. You've you've elected a board that has that ability. Now, if the board has yeah. to take a general vote, then it becomes a, a real issue that they acted uh, inappropriately and uh, they acted in violation of the CCNRs. And yeah, you can start. You can take them to court. Uh, can you take uh, the board individually to court? I don't know. Uh, you'd have to ask a, a, a lawyer who specializes in HOAs, and there's tons of them out there because it's such a complex area, and it's uh, so ubiquitous. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, so uh, that's that's the issue. Normally, normally boards do have the authority to do things like that, uh, but it it all depends on what the CCNR say, and it, you have to read it. People do that all the time to me. Is they go, can a board do this? They go, look at the CCNRs. And have you do you have in front of you? No. Uh, well, do they have a right to do this? I don't know. Look at the CCNRs. That's the document. You know, I'm leasing a house bill. Do I have a right to bring in a dog? Uh, what do the, what what does the lease say? Uh, I don't have the lease in front of me. Well, how do I answer that question? You got to look. The bottom line, whenever you're looking at a legal document and it controls what you can or can't do, look at the legal document, please. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. KFI AM640. And good morning, everybody. Bill Handle here on a uh, Saturday morning, 800-520-1534. And welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Paul! Hello, Paul. Welcome to the show. Hello, Bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Appreciate it. Sure. Um, quick question. Uh, so a week ago last Friday, my son uh, there in Los Angeles, I uh, was on his motorcycle uh, leaving work, and a lady pulled out in front of him and stopped um, so that they're, like, they're up both oncoming vehicles. Um, and he was able to slow down, hit her at, 25 miles an hour or less head on. Um, it's 
so we have a, an injury lawyer, a longtime KFI advertiser, sweet guy seems like, and uh, but they're just handling the injury portion of it, and we didn't know that at first. So the question is, do we need to or should we get a vehicle? No, no, accident? no, no. It should be the same lawyer who does that. Uh, that's so part, I was wondering. Yeah, that's part of the reason. Cause, well, look at this. Uh, in terms of the um, uh, getting the money back for the vehicle damage, uh, the best you're ever going uh, to do is get the money back for your vehicle damage. Where does a lawyer make money doing that? You have $8,000 worth of damage. Uh, the company won't uh, is only offering you six. You hire a lawyer who's going to get the eight. Where does the, where does the lawyer get paid out of that? He gets the eight, and you get eight, eighteen cents. Uh, no, yeah, you don't get eighteen. No, you don't get eighteen cents. Yeah, you get to pay. Yeah, I think you make a point. No, yeah, yeah. it should be the personal injury lawyer should also take care of that. That's simply part of what uh, a part of what the job is. Uh, and doesn't take up and doesn't take a percentage for that because it's only it's only making you whole. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So if, I was surprised when they said that. No, you say no. You say, hey, listen, uh, you, you, I, I can't hire a separate lawyer to take care of this. Uh, you've got to do it. They go, well, you don't do that. Maybe you can take him to court. You, you go to another lawyer right now. Just say, okay, thank you. I'm going to find another lawyer. Okay, it's been a pleasure. And uh, you, you find another lawyer, especially now. It's so early in the case. Uh, you can yeah. just say no uh, because they they should do that for you. I'm kind of surprised that the lawyer is. I, I actually, I am too. Yeah. And and it, it, she was an Uber driver, and it's not clear yet if she had just dropped off a, a rider. Or a doesn't, customer even, doesn't even matter or, at this point. Doesn't even matter. No. It, it just not even saying that you're go, that we're not going to go to the property damage, but we'll take care of the injury part uh, is something that that lawyer should not do. You go to another one. You know, you say thank you. By okay. the way, when you say, uh, I understand that you're not taking care of uh, the property and you're asking me to do it on my own, uh, please remove yourself as my lawyer. I'll find someone else. Believe me, they'll jump on it so quick your head will spin. Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Um, I guess I just tell you what the problem is, sure. right? Sure, sure. Okay, yes. Um, we have a, quote, manufactured home, which when we bought the property, we were told it was a 1976, which was great because it's covered under the HUD Protection Act. And then um, recently, because of the, you know, the, all the good rates that are going on, we were going to refinance. And we were told it's not a 76, it's a 74. And how they found that out is they got an affidavit of a fixture. And it says it's a 74. <laughs> but everything else says it's a 76. Okay, an affidavit. An aff- wait a second. An affidavit, wait a second. An affidavit of a fixture? I don't know what that means. That means it's affixed to the ground. Oh, okay. Got it. It's a, not a, up aff- on wheels. Got it. An affidavit. I thought you were an affidavit of a light hanging down off the ceiling. Uh, an affidavit <laughs> of a fixture, which means that it's a manufactured home, right? Well, it would have been a manufactured home if it had been a 76, but... Oh, I see. The rules take... Got it. They got called it. it a mobile right. home. Right, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so now you are not entitled to a refi as a manufactured home because it's still a uh, now considered a mobile home under the law. Do I have that right? That's how I understand it. Okay, And got it. it's also before 
other protections were added, Understood. like copper wiring and all that. All right. So what's your question? So my question is, do we have a claim? They sold us a, 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 a you know, a yeah, how mobile long, home, I how, guess they how call long, it now. Yeah, how long ago was this? Uh, 20 years ago. Well, that's tough, 20 years ago. I mean, who are you going to sue? Uh, is the company still around? Uh, who did it? Yep. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yep. Yeah, maybe. The title and I, company still and I don't around? Even, and well, I don't everybody even, oh, got it wrong. Okay, well, certainly you can, go for t- you can go after the title company probably, but I don't know what your damages are because your damage is I can't refinance it under certain rules. Therefore, how much money uh, am I entitled to? Uh, right. And that is and it, how, not I, only that. How much is um, that? Bill, but the how much is what? Yeah. How much are you? How, how much are you out? What would be the difference between what uh, what you could refine it for a uh, refinance for or not? What would your payments be lowered to? Um, probably about four four seventy five five hundred something like that a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, and probably, uh, but not exactly. Uh, and right. do you argue, and how long, and how old are you now? 45. 45, okay, that's fairly, so probably last th- uh, 30 years. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I probably won't, but you probably will. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking, yeah, there, there, obviously uh, there was a mistake made and there was some negligence uh, that uh, occurred uh, in that you are not eligible for something that you would be eligible for, but for the negligence. The problem is connecting all the dots and figuring out exactly what your damages are. Uh, that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, because you say, well, well... the real estate company, the holding company, and the mortgage company were all started and owned by the same person at the time. Mm. I think what you have to do is... Which I didn't know until yeah, recently. Yeah, I mean, this... No, I, I understand. I, you know, I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, there's no easy answers today. Uh, well, this is one of those where what would I do? The first thing I would do is try to find someone who just knows those rules, those arcane rules, okay. uh, who knows mobile home versus uh, manufactured housing. The rules change. The... Uh, uh, what's available, what's not available. I mean, I wouldn't even, frankly, I don't even know where to start other than throwing Mm -hmm. in Google search words, uh, the two differences, mobile versus manufacturing, the the, uh, year, uh, lawsuit, the word lawsuits, law firms, and just start hunting it down. The problem here is going to be research that you're going to have to do. It's one of those, where do you go on that one? Um, I would probably hire someone to hire someone to do some research. This is Handle on the Law. And uh, good morning, Bill Handle here. It is a uh, Saturday morning right up until 11 o'clock. And the phone number to call in is 800-520-1534. About half our lines are filled, so we have a few lines that are still open. And as they fill up, you get to wait. Uh, 800-520-1534. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Where I, Bill Handel, tell you, whatever your name happens to be, you have absolutely no case. Quite often, when there is a lawsuit filed for negligence, 
what will happen is the defendant will turn around and say, it's not my fault, and not just merely defend, but point the finger at someone else and say, that's who is at fault. And to whatever extent I am at fault, they're the ones that have actually caused the problem. And that's exactly what happened in uh, the lawsuit involving the death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven others, uh, that helicopter crash. The charter company uh, has been sued. The company that operated the helicopter naturally has been sued by the families. Uh, And they're uh, defending, but also cross-complaining, saying that it wasn't our fault, it wasn't the pilot's fault, It was the acts uh, or omissions by the controllers, the air traffic controllers, who actually caused the crash. And uh, the cross-complaint says, had the controllers not engaged in the numerous negligent acts and or omissions, then the pilot would not have been forced to respond to multiple air traffic requests and commands during the most critical phase of the flight. The bottom line is, all the pilot did was follow the instructions of the uh, of the air traffic controllers. And so there is some discussion, some controversy. He was going up, he was going down. Uh, he lost uh, the horizon. Uh, a fog bank had come in. He was given a waiver uh, to fly in that area where normally uh, it's under, under visual rules and he lost visual uh, ability. And uh, but he still asked the controllers for permission. They granted it to him. So it's a little bit of a mess. Uh, The problem is filing against the federal government. That's a little tough. And we'll see what happens. Uh, It's still under investigation. The NTSB has not yet had a final investigative report, uh, which they do. They always take a while. But uh, it's it's a good lesson in how um, how these uh, lawsuits uh, quite often are filed and how they're responded to. Uh, You've heard the word cross-complaint. Well, that's exactly what this is. Ain't my fault. Uh, It's actually his fault. And to the extent that it is my fault, he's the one that caused this accident to happen. So uh, there, we'll see what happens. Of course, this is going to go on for a long time. Uh, The numbers are huge uh, because we're talking about the loss of life of a a uh, sports star, a media figure that's worth in the hundreds of millions of dollars, if not more. Uh, you've got children involved. You've got families, of course, wrongful death. I mean, it's pretty crazy stuff. All right, let's go ahead and uh, take some uh, phone calls here, one or two. Uh, Tom, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello, Tom. Yeah, I'm here, Bill. Yeah. Um, I have a question about unemployment. Uh, you're not on speakerphone, are you? No, I'm not. Are you talking directly into the phone? Yes. You, well, I'll, I'll move it away a little bit. Yeah, that would help. Okay, Tom. All right. So, all right. Uh, I was uh, furloughed from my uh, last employer because of the coronavirus. Okay. Now they want to call me back. They want to call me back to work, and I'm gonna get. I'm on unemployment now. I'm. They want to call me back to work. The problem is, uh, I worked on that job thirty hours a week which required extensive walking on the car lot and probably 15 hours a week of walking. Now, they want they want to call, and uh, after three years of that, my foot fractured, okay? And it took eight months for my foot to heal. Now, they want to call me back to work uh, and 
and they're already banned through bands now. They want you to walk all the time. Uh, they want me to walk 20 hours a week. I don't think my foot can take that. We might be doubling the amount of time I have to walk now. So if I refuse to go back to work, uh, will I still be able to get my unemployment? Uh, no, you won't because they're offering you your job back, but I think you're missing the point. This is not an unemployment issue. This is a disability issue. This is a medical. No, I'm not on disability. No, no, but the point is, um, if you can't go back to work based on your physical inability to do that work, now you're talking into work comp disability. That's the issue. I can walk. I can walk. I understand, but you can't walk per the way they want you to walk. And so uh, is that going to, you still going to be able to collect unemployment? I don't think so. I'm obviously not an employment lawyer, although I do play one on radio. Um, I don't think it's a straight unemployment versus non-unemployment uh, employment issue because it's not, I'm refusing to go back to work. I'm not refusing to go back to work. I just can't walk the hours you want me to walk. It's a medical issue. And uh, this is why you want to see a work comp attorney. Uh, and the rules may be such under COVID uh, that uh, that changes the rules. You can still collect unemployment. I don't I don't know how that works, but it's definitely time to talk to a work comp attorney. Uh, that that is what I would do at this point. And the rules are all over the place. Uh, one of the rules of unemployment, for example, and I didn't know this until a friend of mine who was wrongfully ter- wrongfully terminated. So uh, so he gets tossed uh, wrongfully, right? And normally what happens is, and for cause, uh, alleging some, something that never happened. So uh, normally what would happen is uh, you file for unemployment, okay? And uh, then a letter goes out to the employer saying, uh, this former employee filed for unemployment. Uh, and here's and uh, here are the reasons that uh, fired. And, go, and then you go, no, as the employer, uh, we fired for cause. Okay, now you've bought yourself a hearing. Absolutely, a hearing in front of a uh, <clears throat> in front of an employment uh, administrator, one of uh, the referees, if you will, at the employment unemployment de- uh, department. And uh, usually, the employee always wins, but there's a hearing. Well, guess what? There was no hearing. They're just automatically granting unemployment benefits without even asking the employer, was he, was he or she fired for cause? In other words, someone could actually steal money, get fired for it, collect unemployment because there's no oversight under the new rules. Under or Not the new rules, under the way COVID is working because no one has any idea. So uh, the bottom line on that one is you collect, you go for unemployment. You refuse to go back. You keep on going. The worst they can tell you is no. And talk to a uh, work comp attorney to see where you're going at the same time. I mean, it's all new stuff. It really is. I know I'm sitting up here constantly saying, well, it's new. We don't know. Hey, it's new. We don't know. The rules have truly been thrown up in the air. And we'll see what sticks and what falls down and what doesn't. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. KFI. AM640. More stimulating talk. And uh, good morning, Bill Handel here. It is a uh, Saturday morning, 800-520-1534.
This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Eric. Hello, Eric. Welcome. Hey, Bill. Yes. Hi, Bill. Thanks for the opportunity to sound like an idiot. Sure. Oh, good for you. All right. (laughs) Uh, A couple decades ago, my grandfather gave my sister and I a uh, vacation cabin, ostensibly, so we'd have someplace to stay when we visited, but probably just to get out of paying taxes on it. Uh, As such, he placed a deed restriction on it where it says that it cannot be sold except to a member of the Schmuckatelli family. Names obviously changed. Um, I'm 13th generation born in the United States and uh, have family members all across the uh, globe. Uh, Looked into getting uh, or uh, having, uh, you know, everybody release their liability, which is somewhat problematic. Well, um, wait a sec. Hang on. Who actually owns the property now? Well, whose name is the property in? Uh, mine and my sister's. Okay, and you own it. And then the deed restriction uh, was established. What? How many years ago? Uh, about twenty. Um, yeah. Can that still? I don't know if they can force you to do that because it's not part of a trust. It's not part of a distribution. The property just went, and I think that may have disappeared. Um, and again, this is, uh, you know, not what I, well, I keep on saying that. That's my belief. I mean, obviously you have to check with a real estate attorney and that's, uh, and that is, uh, that's an easy call to make. Uh, but I think okay. that uh, this property cannot be sold except to a member of the family. And then it transfers to that member of the family. I don't think that continues on. I think it stops right there. So I think you're, you're fine. It can be moved, uh, by, removed by anybody. You can also tall, uh, call a title company and find that out in about two seconds. I'm assuming there's title insurance on the property, correct? Yes. Or that, call the title company. That's it. Get, gets one quick well, phone um, call to the title company and go, hey, uh, am I still limited by this? And uh, I don't see how because I don't think you can do that uh, under these circumstances. But what the hell? Okay. All right, let's just try that, see if that works. I wouldn't listen to me, but what the hell? Uh, you know, it's me. Uh, Joe, hello, Joe. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Joe, you there? Is that my mistake? Oops. All right, there you go. My fault, Joe. All right, what can I do for you? Well, my wife and I purchased the refrigerator from Kears about, uh, last June, and uh, we also purchased the extended warranty. Well, in April... The refrigerator went completely out. I mean, just dead. They came out and replaced uh, a circuit and uh, some other parts that I'm not familiar with. But after 24 hours, we realized that the ice maker wasn't working yet. So we waited another two weeks. They came out and replaced the ice maker. And once it started making ice, when you set the dispenser for cubed, it gives you crushed. And when you set it for crushed, it dispenses cubed. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and uh, since then, we've had text out at least five times because we'll wake up and go to the fridge in the morning and we'll either have frozen eggs or frozen milk or the... the oh, okay, so the uh, freezer... Fish. Okay, so the refrigerator is not working at all. It freezes things in the refrigerator section is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so that yes. that's an issue. I mean, the cube versus crushed, uh, you know, all you need is a, a label maker, and you put a little label on each one. Not that that is worth, not that's wonderful, but, you know, it, what the hell. But uh, the, the refrigerator freezing, that's a problem. All right, so they've been out twice, correct? 
No, they've been out at least five times. Oh, okay, got it. I it's time. It's time to replace. I, it's time to replace refrigerator. And right, and we've sent emails to corporate. Oh, we've that's all right. You're done. You're done doing that. Yeah, you're done. You've done enough. You have all the proof in the world. Uh, how much does a new uh, refrigerator freezer cost? About fifteen hundred dollars. There's your lawsuit against Sears, against the uh, the Sears store right there. And do I go to small claims? Yep, or? yep, 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 yep. What else are you going to do? I'm going to hire a lawyer for $1,500? Uh, but, no. you know, with all the emails, et cetera, you have, and they've been out there five times, and they've tried to fix it, I mean, you've got a dead bad, dead bang winner on your hands. Right. Yeah, so and you're that- going to be fine. You know, we don't have to go beyond that. Uh, but uh, let me tell you about a, a new phishing scam that's going on. This is pretty important stuff. Uh, it masquerades as a billing error uh, alert from Netflix. And it says uh, we have you have to update your payment details uh, within 24 hours, or the video streaming subscription is voided. Then you have a link, and then a fake email address, and uh, then it just goes on. In the end, they grab your identity. Uh, these are the cyber criminals, and with your identity, now guess what happens? Uh, you get they credit in your name, purchases, uh, credit inquiries. Uh, LifeLock is all about protecting you from those identity threats. And LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, far more than you even think you know. If you become a victim of identity theft, for example, they'll work to fix it. They'll alert you early days when you can just call and shut it down. Or later on, if you have a real problem, they're there to help you. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction in every business. But LifeLock sees those threats. And believe me, if you get nailed, they are priceless. Save up to 25% off your first year. Use the promo code HANDLE. Call 800-LIFELOCK. Promo code HANDLE. Visit lifelock.com. Promo code HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the Law. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome back. Bill Handel here. KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Saturday, 11 o'clock, Leo Laporte. Number here for uh, some marginal legal advice. uh, 800-520-1534. 800-520-1534. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Uh, Yo, Alex. God, I like to use the word yo occasionally. It just sort of fits. Uh, Alex, yo, what can I do for you? Hey, Bill. Yes, sir. Uh, my nephew uh, worked for a staffing agency that worked for um, a big retail. Uh, can I say the name? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Target? Yeah, it's a big so retailer. You're, right about, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, so he wasn't directly hired by Target, but the staffing company produced labor for them, I guess, contracted okay. labor for them Fair to enough. stock items. Uh, he was caught shoplifting uh, $2,000 worth of items, and 
the lady from a lady from the staffing company who's probably her boss or somebody who's in started in charge of the staffing company is demanding that he pay two thousand dollars by this coming Friday uh, or he'll go back to jail. Wait a sec. He was arrested. Correct. Correct. OK. Last and then. Week, yeah. OK. And then he made bail. Correct. Yeah, it was zero bail. All right, so it was on his own recognizance. Okay, and so the woman says, you right. either pay me back or you're going back to jail. Correct. Okay, and your question? And I want to know, it, it, I, I, it seems that she's trying to circumvent restitution. Um, is that something that if oh, she pays oh, that she's restitution? Doing, oh, wait, oh, she's doing way more than that. She's threatening him. It's straight out extortion. They're not going to rearrest him for something they've already arrested him for. He's it's done okay. as far as the arrest is concerned. Now, uh, as far they can go forward and really press for criminal uh, sanctions, but that's through the DA's office or the city attorney's office. That's not uh, the company's call. The only thing the company can do at this point is sue him. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, the criminal part of uh, what he is going through in terms of pleading out uh, community service, whatever, may very well be he has to pay restitution. Uh, That is uh, probably going to happen. And then the court will set up, uh, you have to pay restitution within X number of days or months. And you argue with that. Your Honor, I can't afford to. Can I pay $100 a month? And then that's just an uh, argument that you have with the judge, not with the company. Because this is now into criminality. Got it. Uh, and so for the woman saying, uh, I'm going to have you rearrested if you don't pay me by Friday, you hand her the phone and go call them right now to have the cops pick me up. Right now. I'd love to see it. Because I've already been arrested and, for this. And if, she, if he ends up paying the restitution to her uh, directly, uh, can the court still order the restitution? Not if No, not if he's paid okay. it. If he's paid it, there's no payment. There's no restitution to pay. So he's got two options. He could pay the restitution directly or have it go through the court. That's correct. That is correct. Okay. But if for her uh, threatening to have him rearrested, that's just complete BS. Matter of fact, I would, I, what I would do is I would take uh, her up. I'd go to her superior and say, do you understand what, uh, what your employee is doing? Threatening to have me rearrested if I don't pay after I've already been re- rearrested. That's extortion, straight out extortion. Got it. Yeah, I'd get. Uh, yeah, I'd get a little upset about that. Although, you know, what would I do if I needed the two thousand dollar back? Right? If you don't pay me back by Friday, I'm going to have you arrested. If you don't pay me back by Saturday, I'm going to have you and your wife arrested. If you don't pay me back, you've got kids, right? Guess where they're going? They're going to end up in jail. Paul, hello, Paul. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, sir. Good morning, Bill. Yes, sir. You, sir? Can I, what can I do for you, Paul? Yeah, yes, I, I have a uh, child support case. And uh, the baby mama, she uh, used, she, you know, used fake uh, pay stub uh, to actually, uh, you know, claim that she make less money than me. So I have to pay for her more. And I can prove that she uh, makes fake pay stuff and all that stuff. So can I sue her for yeah. a criminal case? I think, well, no, you don't sue for a criminal case. Uh, only the authorities get involved in a criminal case. Now, you can okay. report her and saying she has uh, defrauded the court. Now, this was a court-ordered payment. 
or through uh, that's correct. That's okay, correct, sir. Yeah. all right. So the, it's it's a question of she's defrauded the court, and you don't even have to sue her. The court's going to do it. You uh, would literally just have her hauled into court. Uh, you make a motion to, um, well, not even don't even do that at this point. It's the the first thing you do is uh, if it's a DA's office or the city attorney's office, I don't know which one you would call because they both have jurisdictions in certain aspects. Is say the court has been defrauded. Uh, the uh, the authorities have been defrauded, and here's what's going on. And see what they'll do, uh, and then you start talking to whoever you are paying. Has the support been now cut off, or are you still are you still asked to pay the entire amount of support predicated on her fake stubs that she's put in? Uh, I'm still having to pay. For All right, that. you've got to talk to. Um, yeah, you've got to go, and, and you you haven't gotten involved with the uh, the DA's office uh, where they're collecting. You're paying directly to her. Uh, yeah, they're paying, they're paying correctly to her. The, the uh, child support thing, they, they, they collect from my, my money. And okay, so they are okay. Uh, got it. Um, now you have to go back to them. You have to go back to them and say, no. this is what's going on, uh, and sit down and have a night. Who, who do I go back to, Bill? Uh, you want Whoever's to? head of the agency, the child support division of the, of the I assume, the DA's office? Whatever, okay. whatever agency, okay. it's probably the DA's office. Uh, there's a child support division. There may be one in the city attorney's office. You find out which is the agency that's collecting the money. I mean, you're writing a check to somebody. I, so I hear this. Is, I hear this is pretty normal because, like, I'm not like, arguing that. I have no idea. I have one, one eye open, one eye closed. Yeah, I have no. I have. I, I have no yeah. idea. But you've got to get it straightened out, and you have to go through that agency and say there's fraud that's been committed. Now it's possible for and this, then they would tell me to go back to that judge. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And by the way, if there's a court order, why aren't you paying her directly for child support and you're paying through the DA's office? Did they nail you for non-payment? What, what happened was uh, before, like, the, the, the judge ordered, but she never, you know, like, started the, 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 the thing. And then... What do you mean? The judge, ordered, finally... wait, the judge ordered you to pay and she never started what? It, I, I, I can... What happened was she, 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 uh, I have court order because of this, this stuff. I That's understand. But why are you just not yeah. paying her directly? Why are you paying through the DA's office? Well, I'm not paying through the DA's office. Uh, basically child support co- collect my money and paid her directly. Who's child support? The child support department. Of they, what? They, 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 of they, what? They, child they, support of what? It's not just child support department. There, I mean, it, it, the point I'm trying to figure out what agency it is, and the only one I'm familiar with, the child support and child support enforcement of uh, the DA's office. That's all I'm asking. Child, child, yeah, enforcement, yeah, that's that's correct. All right, they're, so they're why are so they, why are they p- collecting the money from you instead of you paying her directly if there's a court order? That's I don't understand that. I'm, I'm asking you: Are you a flake that you not pay and you had to be hauled into court? Uh, no, 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 I'm not. All I'm right, not. well, I'm confused. I, I'm, anyway. I'm a very responsible father. All right, yeah. well, I've, I've, I've lost it, so I, I just don't understand all the moving pieces here. Uh, bottom line, which agency? Child support enforcement of what? Federal government, uh, DA's office, state of California, and find out that agency, and then you get to tell them there's fraud going on here. And uh, let's start throwing this up in the air. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. KFI. AM640. More stimulating talk. You can change me. Can you 
Here, KFI AM uh, 640 on a uh, Saturday morning, 800 520 Number to call, 800 520 Welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Uh, hello, Mez. Do I have that right? Mez, Mez? How do I pronounce that? Mez. Mez? Yes. Okay. Uh- I have a problem with a uh, contractor. They filed a lien on our house uh-huh. after we had the fire. And uh, what uh, some complexities with our uh, okay? I didn't. Uh, Mez, 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 all right, Mez, I don't understand what you're saying. Or Mez, uh, do that much slower, if you will, please. A little bit more addiction. Okay. Better. So we had the fire. Okay. And our insurance state farm covered it for uh, for repair, but they required us to hire the contractor, but they have to approve everything, and they require us that the contractor will uh, coordinate with them directly, which happened for two months, and then we got everything approved, and the, the money issued to us and the mortgage was Fargo. And then, so all the money we have to fully endorse to the mortgage, and then they have the escrow account, and they will issue the payment to us and the contractor after uh, meeting the mortgages, Wells Fargo's guidelines. So it didn't work out with our contractor, so we had to let them go after two months of coordinating with them, and then I asked them to to give us the invoice instead of giving us the invoice after four days they uh, they issued a, a, a mechanic lien which we received in september 17 2018 and then i've been trying to coordinate with them on on to pay them properly okay what's your what's I, your question uh how do i i i fight this okay uh, you get you get the insurance okay okay thing. okay hang on hang on what you do uh-huh, is you, uh-huh. you you get the insurance company involved on this the good news for oh. you is that it was the insurance yes. company that gave you that contractor you didn't go out and find that contractor right we did oh we you did, did. you did. did okay so now all right mm-hmm. and so the contractor has not been paid or has been paid uh not what paid. what is his complaint with you with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, the complaint is breach of contract, which was untrue. And then they, they how much uh, do they say? How much do they? How much do they say you owe them? Thirty thousand, but in our estimate, it's only about three thousand. And I tried to settle that. Okay, you're going to need. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's what you're gonna have to do. Uh, you get to hire a uh, a lawyer, a construction lawyer. You almost have no choice, unfortunately, uh, to fight mm-hmm. the, uh, the the mechanics lien. Uh, the good news, if it's a mechanics lien where you have uh, offered the amount of money that's actually due, uh, then uh, mm-hmm. he, that the contractor will pay the entire attorney's fees. 
because uh, you have to bond to it. I mean, if he's saying thirty thousand dollars, you actually owe three thousand, and you can prove you owe three, mm-hmm. and you offer three, yeah. and he says no, uh-huh. and he throws a mechanics lien. He can't do that. He is liable for uh, the damages that he has caused by putting up a uh, either mistaken, uh, wrong, or fraudulent lien. No idea at this point, uh-huh. uh, you know who owes what. But you're not going to be able to do this without getting a lawyer. That's for sure. Especially if he won't settle oh. with you. And if you if you owe only three thousand dollars, what are you going to do? Are you going to argue over thirty thousand? Okay, I'll give you fifteen thousand, even though I only owe you three. Uh, it's cheaper for hiring a lawyer by a long shot. Yeah. So that's what you we do. Offered them up to ten thousand recently. And well, if they, they but let me don't. ask you. If you, wait a sec, if you owe them three and you offer them ten. Why would they not take 10 if you only owe them three? Something is weird here. Yes. Um, I don't, we don't okay. understand. I got it. No, I, neither do I. So it's, that's, that's unfortunately is a time when you need a lawyer on this, uh, which is, uh, that's a tough one to be for sure. All right, Steve. Hello, Steve. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Good morning. I'm calling in for a friend who has been a renter, apartment renter, for eight years. She's always been on time with her rent. Um, she recently repainted the inside of her apartment. She paid an outside contractor to do so. The tenant above her had a water leak that came through her ceiling and did considerable damage. She wrote a letter to the landlord saying that she was withholding her rent um, until it was repaired. And she also filed a complaint with the city code enforcement. Two weeks later, it was repaired. Then she received a notice to vacate. So what recourse does she have? Okay. All right. What's, first of all, is she in a rent-controlled area? Do you know? Rent-controlled area? Yeah. I mean, what, what city is she in? Uh, city of Upland. Upland. I don't think it's rent-controlled. Uh, and so they were, they, she got how, how long a notice to uh, evict? To, uh, to 30, get day, 30 days. 30 days. It could be she needs 60 days uh, under uh, California law. Uh, but the, the point is they can evict her. They can just say, I want you out because I want you out. There's n- really no such thing as tenants' rights unless there is rent control and unless there is a moratorium in place where she can't be evicted, which uh, I, I think right now the moratorium is not in place at this moment because of the COVID. It was until July, and now it's off, and they're talking about putting it back on. Uh, but, um, you know, what her rights, she doesn't have any. She can fight it, but the the landlord is allowed to evict someone that he or she does not want in the unit. And can, Mm. why? Uh, Because she's a pain. I don't want to deal with her. Uh, Even though she's right, I don't want someone who is that aggressive. I don't want someone who makes these uh, claims. I don't want someone to threaten me with holding of rent. I don't want, I don't want. All of that is, are, uh, they may not be legitimate, but they're legal, legal reasons for tossing her out. That's why the first thing I asked you is there rent control. Under rent control, you can't do that. So, yeah, she, uh, there's not much there except f- try to find out if uh, two things. Number one, uh, there is a moratorium on evictions. Does it have to be 60 days? You can just look that up. That's real easy. I'm just not going to go on the computer and look it up. Uh, and uh, if there's relocation that has to be paid, which is another issue. And you can look that up also. This is Handle on the Law.
And uh, good morning, Bill Handel here on a Saturday morning. One more hour to go. And 11 o'clock, uh, Leo Laporte shows up with uh, the tech show. I will stay uh, after, uh, as I get off the air at 10 o'clock, uh, anybody who's still on the phone waiting uh, to be heard, I will continue on with a phone call. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Phone number now, 800-520-1534. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice, where I tell you, uh, you have absolutely no case. Uh, in light of uh, the uh, the crazy political atmosphere that we are in, uh, not only COVID, but uh, the demonstrations, what happened in Kenosha, in Minneapolis, and uh, starting with George Floyd and even before that, uh, there obviously is a lot of anti-police sentiment out there. Uh, and even people who are very pro-police, uh, as I am, uh, understand that uh, policing has to be different. Uh, there's no question. It has to be looked at in a different way. And so what is uh, happening around the country, and I can talk about here in California, uh, because I live here and I pay particular attention, is that the use of force rules are being looked at very carefully and bills have been introduced uh, to uh, diminish the ability of the police to use force under certain circumstances, uh, eliminate tactics and or restrict the use of tear gas and rubber bullets, uh, forcing uh, officers when there's misconduct to report it, to intervene. I mean, the whole series, a panoply of laws have been introduced. And considering the excitement level, if you will, uh, the the level of interest, uh, the impact of all this, you think that the legislatures would move very quickly, particularly California, right? Well, bills have been introduced like crazy, but let me tell you what's going. It's going very slowly. And that's a good thing, I might tell you. Because what the heads of the committees are saying, for example, here is uh, a bill that was introduced uh, saying uh, that uh, a policeman must intervene when excessive force is being used. Okay, yes, boom. Well, uh, what exactly what is excessive force? Uh, in whose opinion was it excessive force? Was it a criminal act or was it merely an out of policy act? It, not that those uh, that that excessive force should not be addressed, but the point is, can we try to understand it? And the people in Sacramento are saying, okay, we're fine with it, but you know, we just can't throw bills in the hopper and pass them because of uh, the excitement of the moment. I mean, we have to look at it very, very carefully. Right, to give you an example, uh, in my world of surrogacy, uh, in uh, the mid-'80s, uh, there were attempts to make surrogate parenting illegal. And I didn't even know if I was going to go to jail when I first started. It's on, honest to goodness. And so a bill was introduced in the Assembly to criminalize surrogate parenting. California Assembly. And uh, it sailed through the Assembly because uh, the... Uh, speaker happened to be a friend of the woman who wanted to shut it down, who was also in the assembly. So, man, it just sailed right through. No hearings, nothing. And thank goodness on the Senate side, uh, the head of the Senate Judiciary said, wait a minute, you think something as important as this? We're not even going to have hearings? We're not going to explore? We're not going to get experts? We're not going to get testimony? We're not going to talk to sociologists? We're not going to talk to ethicists. You guys are crazy and just shut it down. 
eventually laws were passed, but it was years in the making. And I think the same thing here. You don't take uh, something like policing and the way policing is done and say, okay, we're going to change it from here to here without even thinking it through. That's what's happening. So for people who are unhappy with the uh, the rate this is going, the speed this is going, hey, this is way too big a deal to not sit down and think it through and we have to explore what and how and consequences. Uh, and so just uh, saying, so as you're going to see uh, uh, bills being introduced, not much happening, and then an outrage because not much is happening. Hey, it life, it's, life moves a little slower than that, even though life is moving very quickly. The consequences can move slower. All right, enough of my high horse. We're done. Let's actually uh, start talking to people who want uh, to ask a question or two. Uh, let me think about that. Uh, oh, okay. Let's start with John. That's an interesting one. Hello, John. Welcome to uh, Handle on the Law. Hey, good morning, Bill. I had a question of unlawful termination. I know the laws, and I've heard you repeat many times, there's not much you can do in the state of California. Uh, our, our company was uh, under the gun for... Uh, High, uh, high, high COVID nineteen cases, confirmed cases, and a death, and people in the hospital. Uh, they have a policy within the structure of the employees because I am a supervisor, so we have to have that morning meeting every day, have them sign off on it that we will wear our masks and only in, unless we are eating. Um, later that week, our our contractors they have a basic safety. Uh, tailgate also in the morning and they sign off on it but it has nothing to do with covid we as as employees and as supervisors we tell them make sure you wear your mask at all times right keep them off. okay so uh unfortunately they were in the well they were in the news on on a los angeles station at the time that this happened and i was in the background i was called by another supervisor to actually help an AC guy carry his things to the, uh, to the roof. Um, and when that happened, they caught me in the background. I had my back towards this guy and he, at some point in time, he had took off his mask for a minute, two minutes, uh, because the video was very short. Uh, it was also about 108 degrees up, Okay, I don't know where I, I don't know where you're going with this, but it's going way too slowly. So, uh, okay. so basically, two days later, they show me this film and it says because of the under the scrutiny that they're in, they fired me for a third ah, part. Okay, even though your position is, I didn't even see him not have his mask off. Is that your defense? Right. And it's on film. Okay, and it's on film. All right. And your question is: Is that a wrongful termination? Yes. Nope. Uh, it's almost impo- it's almost impossible to uh, uh, go after a company for wrongful termination. Uh, you can argue it wasn't fair. Uh, you right. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, and it wasn't. 
you can argue that uh, you did nothing wrong, which seems to be mm-hmm. the case. Uh, and they can say, legally, we understand. Uh, there is no question. You shouldn't have been fired, but we did it anyway because it just looks better for us. Right. It shows that we're actually doing something. And then we have the scenario, wrong place, wrong time. And that's exa- right. and that's exactly what happened to you. Is that a wrongful termination? It is not. It may be a wrongful termination morally and right. within the fairness doctrine, but if it is a but is it a wrongful termination legally? It is not. It is not. And all uh, you and all you want to do is talk to someone if you've been there for a long time, say, Hey man, this is my job. Come on, I didn't right. see this guy not have his mask. Can we do something about it? And if they if they, have, if they say no, there's not much you can do. Yeah, I also have a film from the people who work for me. Two days later, contractors on the roof without mask on. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's uh, if they're saying we want to use this as an example. I mean, the way you're describing it, it is horrifically unfair. Uh, but uh, yeah. you know, life tends to be. There's no legal consequence there. That's the problem. Wrong place, wrong time. And that's, uh, you know, I mean, is there a silver lining? Yeah, it wasn't me. So it can't be all that bad. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. KFI AM 640. And good morning, Bill Handle here. Yep. It is a uh, Saturday, right up until 11 o'clock when Leo Laporte comes aboard. The phone number here is 800-520-1534. 1-800-520-1534. Uh, back we go. More handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. Queen. Hello, Queen. Welcome. Hi, good morning, Bill. How are you? Yes, Queen. That's an interesting name. Nickname or is that your real name, Queen? Actually, it's it's my real name. Huh. It would be much more interesting yeah. if you were a guy. You know that, don't you? Then we get into whole discussions about this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, what can what can I do for you? Too, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. What can well, I do thank for you? For taking the call. Sure. And listening to you forever. Um, I am a former employee. I was working as a property manager, managing an apartment building. And I lived in employee housing. Um, I'm also in breast cancer treatment. And um, a few of my residents reported positive for COVID-19. And I ended up having to go out on, um, my doctor took me out on disability. And so, so I can take chemotherapy. So I went to my employer and requested an ADA accommodation to have time off to complete chemo. And my employer, employer responded to me in writing um, saying that my request was unreasonable. They fired me and they also want me to move out of employee housing immediately. Um, And I'm kind of at a crossroads where I feel like I've been wrongfully terminated. Yeah, I know. You clearly have been wrongfully terminated. The issue is, have you been legally wrongfully terminated? And that's always the problem, Queen. Because uh, we know uh, it's inherently unfair. I mean, uh, uh, it's 
despicable to throw someone out based on what your circumstances are, unless they simply can't afford it. Unless, uh, literally, Queen, you've got a small organizations, uh, small organization. Huge company. I'm sorry. Multi-million. Okay, so you've got a huge. All right. So you have a huge. All right. So that that makes it even more despicable. So now my question yeah. is, uh, is it? Can you prove or substantially prove the reason they're tossing you is because of your illness? Yes, they put it in writing. They put, well, okay. And uh, it may be in violation of the ADA. Mm-hmm. Now, is uh, undergoing breast, con- uh, uh, is undergoing um, uh, cancer treatment, is that under the ADA? And I don't know the answer. Is it under the American with Disabilities yes. Act? Uh, yes. and, and I don't know. And it, you, you've obviously looked into it more than I do. I have. If that's the case, then yes. you're right into talking to a workplace discrimination attorney, Queen, right there. I would, I would love to talk to someone, and, and I, I hope you can recommend. Yeah, I go to- have one more question. Sure. Okay, the second question is, I'm, I'm in this place, in this housing, and I've refused to leave because I'm just, I, I don't want to stay here, but I'm looking for a place, and I'm not going to live in my car while I'm looking. Right. I refuse to do that because I have a five-year-old child. Right, okay. They are, they have, they're sending, they haven't even. Send me eviction notice, but they're sending me threatening letters Let them, saying it, that they're going to come fine. into my home on they're, Tuesday. They're not coming into your home. They're not they're coming into your home. In on Tuesday, no, whether no. I'm home or not. No, no, you're not. Well, door. I mean, if they have the key, there's not much you can do. But uh, if they're coming in without giving you notice, you call the police and say they're breaking into your house. I will call. The this is trespassing. Say I'm going to call the police. I am going to call okay. the police and video. They put, a, and, they put a letter on my door yesterday. Well, that's fine. They can give the letter, but they have to give you reasonable. There has to be a reason for them to come into your house. And if they just say okay. we're coming in, and what's the reason they gave you for going into their house? They said um, for inspection of possible repairs. Okay, then what, you, then, then what you do is you make sure that they're there. That They can do that, giving you out a notice. That's different. Mm-hmm. They can. That's one of the legal reasons they can come in. Just make sure you're there. Mm-hmm. Make okay, sure I'll you're there. there. I'll have my camera. Oh, yeah. And, and I, you're I'm, videoing yeah. every bit of it. And if they say you can't video, you'll go, yes, I can. Yes. And yes. Uh, if they get near you, you go, I'm prepared to call the police. Uh, if you uh, if you assault me, you try to take away my camera. I mean, it's already that contentious. So you just have to play uh, a, a badder guy, uh, a bigger bad guy than them. Uh, now, mm-hmm. nothing happens to you until they evict you. They have to evict you. And eviction yeah. takes that they have to give you a notice to quit, obviously not a three-day notice to pay rent or quit, a notice to quit, 30 days, and then you have a right to mm-hmm. answer that, saying violation of ADA. It's going to take them a while to get you out of there. That's for starters. Yeah. And as far as the job is concerned, now go to handleonthelaw.com. There are employment yep. discrimination attorneys. Handleonthelaw.com. Yes, I love you. Uh, yes, you Take do. Take care of yourself. Of course. <laughs> and I love me too. Well said. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. This is Handle on the Law. I'm a match. She kerosene. You know she gonna burn down everything. She is in a pastime. And I've been burned for the last time. And uh, good morning, everybody. Bill Handle here on a uh, Saturday morning. Uh, last half hour of the show. At the end of uh, the show, we go to Leo Laporte. Uh, if you're still on the phone, hang on. I will take all the phone calls that are up. So ignore that I'm ending the show as far as you are concerned. I will answer phone calls that are up and ready to go off the air. We're back. More handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. 
where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Uh, yo, Mike. God, I don't know why I'm screaming yo to people today. Hello, Mike. What can I do for you? Hi, Bill. Good morning. Um, I own a business that sells outdoor barbecue islands, and the contract that the customer signs states underlined and in bold, the customer is responsible to hook up his own gas, electric, and water. Okay. And also, in the same contract, it states that any verbal conversations are, are, no, are not valid. Right. And sold that to a customer. Uh, my delivery crew called and said, hey, he wants us to hook up the gas. I've never met the guy who was sold by one of my salesmen. So I called him up and I said, no, I'm sorry, we uh, can't do that. Uh, you signed a contract to that effect. He said, I don't care. They told me in the showroom they would do it. And I said, no, I'm sorry, but we cannot do it. And it was clearly stated on the contract. I'd be surprised if one of the salesmen told you that. He then went on a very popular media site, called me a liar, and said that, uh, you know, everybody in my showroom lies, be very careful, and that he had a friend who was going to buy a barbecue item from us, and he turned around and talked that friend out of it based on the fact that we're dishonest. Okay. Is there a libel case here? Yep. Certainly is. What I, Certainly is. That's what I wanted to hear. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, at this point, you get to do a couple things. You know who he is, right? Oh, yeah. All right, uh -huh. Yeah. I'd uh, Lawyer letter immediately. I'd send him uh, a letter saying, withdraw this thing. Uh, or uh, I'm going to go ahead and sue you for defamation, or straight out file a lawsuit. You want to give him some grief? You straight out file a lawsuit for defamation. You go, hi, here's our response. Uh, yep, if uh, because calling you dishonest uh, is very different than saying, hey, uh, you know what? He told me that he would do it, and he didn't do it. All right? That's just a misunderstanding, right? But calling you thieves and dishonest across the board. That's a fact as to who you're what, not what happened to him. Now, he yes, yeah, he could complain and say they told me this and they wouldn't do it. Uh that he can say because that's his belief or whatever, but not going way beyond that. Yeah, yeah, you got him for uh and So what do you think this guy's going to do? I mean, uh do you want to just a cease and desist letter from your lawyer trying to well, scare him? I'm I just I just want him to remove the Okay, have a look. Okay. Then what you do is uh, you email him, if you have an email, saying, I've just talked to an attorney. Don't mention my name because people start laughing. Uh, I've just talked to an attorney and said that uh, you have defamed me. So here are your choices. Uh, you take that off immediately, or the next thing you're going to do is you're going to get hit with a lawsuit for defamation. And if he doesn't do it, then I would have the attorney write a letter. Well, you're only talking one letter saying, hey, remove this thing. I'm going to sue you for defamation. And then if he doesn't, you hit him with the lawsuit. That's all he's got. To, he has to uh, defend it. So uh, sometimes you just have to get aggressive. That's the cost of doing business. Sometimes, I mean, I'm assuming your business is fairly successful, right, Mike? Yes, it is very successful. Yes. Oh, huh. as a matter of fact, Mike, I'm in. Uh, I'm in the market for a barbecue myself, actually, <laughs> and I could. Uh, Absolutely. You no, no, I literally, I could. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for one, and I'm going to take it. You know, usually I don't take advantage of the show to. Uh, uh, to grab as much advice. But here's what I'm going to do, Mike. Uh, since I just gave you marginal legal advice, uh, if you'd leave your phone number, and I'm, I'm serious, by the way, I want you to give me some marginal barbecue advice. I would love to do that. All right, you got it. Let me put you on hold. Uh, yeah, I'd sue the guy's ass off. I'm going to put you on okay. hold. All right.
Uh, Morgan, would you get Mike's phone number, please? I put him on hold. Uh, I, it's, I don't know if I've ever done that where I've asked for mar- marginal advice on my part. But, hey, what the hell? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, Barry. Hi, Barry. You're up. Welcome to I, Handle on I the Law. Will. Yes. Thanks for taking the call. Um, we, my wife and I, own a lot in Curry County, Oregon. We've had the we've owned the lot for about thirty years, and the county passed an ordinance recently, which says that if you own a property but don't live on the property, property's vacant, and don't live anywhere else in Curry County, then you have to pay one hundred twenty dollars a year to, to register the property. Okay. If you, live in, if you live in Curry County, you don't have to. All right. Uh, isn't this a violation of Article 4 of the Constitution? No. No. Why? Uh, because they're just, they're not taking anything. All they're doing is charging you more for taxes. You can fight it. Uh, it could be discriminatory, but it's, it's certainly not, uh, you know, uh, Article 4 or, or Fourth Amendment? Article 4, Section 2, Clause 1. Oh, Christ. All right. I don't even know what that is. I don't have it in front of me. So tell me what Article 4, Section 2 uh, says. It basically says one state can't treat people of another state in a discriminatory fashion. They're not treating people of another state. They're treating people county out of the county. Okay. Let's yeah. Just, okay. So that, and there's nothing that says about county. So I don't think, it, I don't think it's going to be a constitutional argument here. I really don't. Uh, okay. But... Uh, yeah, there might be, for all I know, uh, the way it's been interpreted. I don't know. I don't know any of any cases of uh, Article Four, Section Two, Two A under Five B. But uh, so the answer is, I don't think it's a constitutional issue. Uh, my take on it. Hmm. Gail or Gaylene? Uh, hi, Gaylene. Welcome to Handle on the hi. Law. Yes. Hi. How are you? Yes, ma'am. Hmm. I have a question. Um, so I accrued a debt. Uh, a way back 13 years ago from cash call. We know that's a nightmare. Um, and then it, at some point uh, in moving, I thought I had paid the minimum. You know how they give you the uh, opportunity to pay it off with this much, uh, this amount, whatever. So I ignored it. I thought it was now the balance is zero. So then it was, it changed hands after that to another limited liability company. And I was thinking I was in the clear. Then I received one letter and I ripped it up because I knew that it wasn't for me because I already paid it off. Then I moved, and the, this uh, firm was looking for me, I guess, who they, uh, the lawyers that represent this uh, particular company. So um, then when they found me, they found my work, cleaned out my account because I guess they could do that. I signed something a way back. But my question really is, I've been paying off on it or paying it for the last four years. And I never received anything regarding the account. I have my own balance. I, I call repeatedly. Wait a second. So did they, they, wait, hold on. Did they take money out of your account? Yes. Okay. Did you? As soon as you found that out, I'm assuming you switched accounts. You stopped that account, right? Yes. Okay. So well, where where are you okay. now? Okay. So I have been paying this uh, debt. Why? Um. If you don't, if they haven't sent you any paperwork, if they don't tell you what you owe, if they don't tell you when the last payment was, uh, you said you thought you had paid it off. 
You didn't ask for confirmation. You didn't. I mean, just you're just. I did. I, and they I wouldn't. Did and, they, and, they wouldn't and they and they wouldn't and they wouldn't give it to you. No, they, all they did was give me my balance. Yeah, they gave me the balance of what I owed them, and now I have a new balance. My my question is that's already a nightmare. My question is this: I looked them up because they are very unscrupulous, and their secretary does not answer uh, any questions. And I just noticed. Um, that on the website a couple of weeks ago, one of the lawyers has, his name is not on there because he died. My question is this. Since both names, he still goes by the firm of both names. Since only one name is on this memorandum, and the first memorandum they gave me, oh. telling me I owe them money, is there, is there a loophole here? Oh, because there's a, one lawyer is dead. Yes. Okay, so if you go to one of those major law firms uh, here in L.A., O'Melveny and Myers, by the way, form, uh, firms that were started 130 years ago, and those guys are now dead, and their name is still on the letterhead, you shouldn't have to pay the lawyer because uh, those guys are dead? Really? Well, I'm asking because both of their names were on the first number. It doesn't matter. I mean, of all, come okay, on. That's hey, the hey. dumbest question I've ever heard. J.C. Penney, get into a contract. By the way, J.C. Penney died uh, in uh, 1902. You know that. doesn't matter. Uh, how about a contract with Sears? He's dead. I don't know the money anymore. Ugh. That's an ugh. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. KFI. AM640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here as uh, we finish the show. Uh, quickly, I want to tell you that as we hit the end of the show, uh, stay on the line if I haven't answered the call yet, and I will uh, get to you until we finish all the calls off the air. And if you if the line is busy and you want to call, just wait five minutes or eight minutes because I hang up on people, so feel free. I will answer all the phone calls uh, that people are uh, phoning in about. Uh, until we just run out of them. So uh, the number is 800-520-1534. And uh, welcome back to Handle on the Law. Did I actually lose my train of thought there for a moment? Yeah. Uh, this is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. Uh, Steve. Hello, Steve. Steve, can I help you? Uh, yeah. Yes. What can I do for you? Uh how are you this morning? Yes, sir. Uh, well, call, I'm calling. I'm going. I'm in. Um, I'm in a big case where I'm paying. I've been. I'm working on my divorce for the last two years, two and a half years, and uh, I'm paying Social Security out of my check every. Social Security. My kids are getting Social Security every month, and um, this year, for some reason, the wife decided that she wants to uh, hit me for child support. And now she went to my job where I get my retirement from, and uh, she put in a request to hold out a little over 11000 out of my retirement. How, wait, wait. Uh, wait, wait so she just went there and applied and said, I want $11,000 out of Steve's retirement account? 
Well, then uh, it's what HUD and her attorney. They, I don't know how they can do that. I don't know how they can do that without a court order. But all right, so was was she, was she able to get the money? Yes, they withheld. They've been withholding uh, a little over eleven thousand for the last couple of months. Okay, and, and I don't understand. And on what basis? I, they just walked in and said, "We want the money." There was no court order. There was no. It was just high. There was a, that was a court order. Ah, you left that out. And the court said that they have access to that money. Uh, yes. Okay, fine. Your question. My question is, is she, are uh, that legal? Yes, if the court issued, uh, yes. Per, yeah, social what does that do? Wait, wait, what does that have to do with Social Security? Because Social Security, from what I understand, Social Security is child support. It is not. Social Security is not child support. You're mixing everything up that you can possibly mix up, but good for you. Steven or Stefan? Yeah, Stephen, yeah. Bill. Okay, Stephen, what can I do for you? Yeah, yeah good morning, Bill. That was very funny. Uh, I was, uh, my car was rear-ended two years ago. The other person only had $25,000 with the medical bills and the lawyer ended up with nothing. But luckily, I had a second uh, AAA of my own. You told me to switch lawyers. You gave me the advice. I did. The second lawyer, AAA, offered me 30000 of the seventy-five. I said, no, I've had this policy for 40 years. I want the seventy-five. The lawyer gets me the seventy-five. Now we've got 100000 And unfortunately, the second lawyer is now telling me, instead of me paying a third, which was agreed, I have to pay 42%. Okay, Right. Now, hang on. Is that over the two lawyers? The second lawyer agreed that the total for the two lawyers would be a third. Okay. Uh, Fine. Now he's telling me, Bill, Bill it's 42% Okay. because because he asked for arbitration. So I've got to pay another $8,000. No, no. You say, here's the deal. There is the retainer. It's a third. And uh, what what beyond the third that I agree to are we involved with? Unless there is specifically within the, within the written retainer agreement, uh, Stephen, that if it goes to arbitration, if it does this, then there's more percentage that kicks in, uh, and that should be la- that should be uh, spelled out, is it? It says right here, Bill. In the event it is necessary to file a lawsuit or demand arbitration, the attorney fees will be increased to forty two percent. Wow. Wait a sec. That's kind of dumb. So all he has to do is send a letter demanding arbitration, and all of a sudden it kicks up? That's what what I said. Come on, $8,000? Yeah. Yeah, you say no. You go no. Uh, And and by the way, was it literally just a demand for arbitration? Was there preparation for arbitration? Do you know? Demands. Just demand. You know what I I would say is no. You know, if we have to go to a a dispute, uh, I will do so. Uh, because I didn't understand that simply a letter uh, for arbitration means I pay an extra $8,000. A letter? No. And then uh, it, it, the argument's going to be, uh, and, and here's where your argument is, is that it, you signed it, right? But your understanding is it's not just a letter. And uh, so it becomes unconscionable for him to charge 33%. And by the way, if I write one letter... Uh, then if I write one letter beyond what the 33 gives me, then I get another $8,000. I would argue that becomes unconscionable uh, and say, no, let's dispute. Give me my 33%, hold the extra eight, 
and we'll dispute it and go into uh, there's dispute resolution, sometimes mandatory. L.A. County, for example, L.A. County Bar has a mandatory dispute resolution uh, environment or a resolution formula that they have to go through. So that's what I would do is say, hey, you know, you're the best. All right. You certainly am. There you go. Uh, By the way, I made most of that up. All right. Uh, before we bail out of here, because you've got Leo Laporte showing up uh, right now, uh, stay on the phone, and I will answer the questions for people that are on hold. Uh, you know, right after the show ends, our show ends uh, uh, off the air. And if you want to still ask a question, just hang, just go ahead and start calling. And I know our lines right now are filled, but they won't be in five minutes. They won't be in ten minutes. Eight hundred five two zero one five three four. This is Handle on the Law. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.